Welcome to Marvel Age Star Wars. My name is Sean. I'm sitting here with Brooks. Hi, everybody. When last we left our heroes, how do they say it in shows? Yeah. When last we left our heroes, they were in a bar on a Duba 3, and they were getting <laughs> propositioned to buy some... By blue ladies. Some <laughs> blue ladies. Well, I was talking about the, the three gentlemen who wanted to give them a job. Well, we all focus on different parts of the story. <laughs> yeah. But... You focus yeah. on the ladies. I'll focus on the story. Yeah, Chinoop. So, um, you know how I like it, Chinoop. So if you missed the last episode, go check that out so you won't be completely lost in this this intricate plot. In this this massive long-term breakdown of the entire run, optimistically, of the original Marvel Star Wars comic. This so. is... Uh, Issue eight. Issue number eight. Last last episode we did issue seven. This is a solo Han Solo story, I guess. Pardon the pun. You know, uh, Han and Chewie are on their own adventure on a planet called Aduba Three. Uh, in the last issue, they they were robbed. They lost all their money, so they landed on this this little desert planet. They got into some trouble. Then they went to a bar. Then some people gave them a job doing something. We don't know what yet. Yeah, we're not and, sure yet, because that was the cliffhanger of the three monks this is a, uh, wanting to hire Magnificent Hansel. Seven kind of homage. So. Yeah, this episode's actually called, like, Eight for Aduba Three, so that's their... <laughs> it's not the Magnificent Seven. Eight. It's, the magnet, Magnanimous Eight. Yeah, it's Eight, yeah. It's a completely different thing. A quiet interlude at the local cantina. Nothing's been quiet in this place. They've already been partying with ladies, and... Okay, wait. How did we immediately throw into a different story in media race? Like, he was talking to a lady, then he was going to talk to these monk guys, and now he's getting jumped by a lizard man because he ripped (laughs) off his last. A lot's happened in the last three seconds in Han's life. Why do all smugglers wear that same kind of pants? She's like, let's go walk outside. He's like, okay, hey, Chewie. And then he turns around, she's gone. These guys are like, hey... You want a job? And he's like, what? And then this guy grabs him from behind at that moment or is, is, has some time passed that we're not aware of here? I don't know, because he starts recapping immediately. It's like, would you guys mind running that by me again? Like, you, this, to just to recap what you said to me exactly in the last panel of the last issue. Are those supposed to be the three guys? Because those aren't the three guys. Oh, I would love it if those are the three guys. I bet you anything they are. Because someone well, said, just, this is not going to be the completely? three guys. Let's make one of them a uh, Luke Skywalker-looking dude with the exact same yeah, outfit. Got, that's what I'm saying. He's got the, the little helmet and everything. Down to his little, like, bandage boots. <laughs> yeah. How weird. Because like, I really thought... Who knew that was a look that glance, was going to take off? At first glance, I thought that was Luke. And I'm like, how far in the future have we jumped? What's happening here? <laughs> yeah. Who are these other two guys? They're a, a rougher-looking bunch. You say you've got a job for me. If I don't have an unfortunate aversion to dying? Sorry, kids. But that doesn't sound quite what, like what I was looking. <laughs> what? Lizard man? I would like to What's say right beef, off the bat. tall, dark, and ugly? But you can see that the the art has, has, has improved dramatically. Already? And this is... It says but Howard Chaykin didn't do the art on this. It says it does that he is, but yeah. 
he the inking is Tom Palmer, and you can always tell when Tom Palmer is inking. He does a lot of artwork on on the series, and sometimes he's the primary artist on on the series moving forward. But you can always tell he will clean up somebody else's sloppiness, and you can tell by yeah, the amount of detail give, here. People don't give inkers enough credit. Yeah, I they really that's don't. The old, the old comic joke, but. Did they do that in um, the, the chasing Amy the trace it thing? Yeah, yeah well, that's ridiculous because you could definitely tell, and you could and a bad anchor will kind of will kind of ruin a good penciler's work. But that's sometimes not the case if you see here. the pencils before inking on some of these famous pages, and then you see the ink, you you, you really appreciate how much they they put into it. You don't it's realize how bare yeah. bones the pencils can be. Yeah. Azura is mine. I'm assuming Azura's the blue lady. <laughs> She's already gone, friend. Yeah. Who? The blue skin girl. That's immediately <laughs> how he describes yeah. his own girlfriend. You know. <laughs> oh, it's like, look, I talk to a lot of ladies. And he immediately starts talking smack in on behalf of Chewbacca. Like, if you don't leave me alone, my friend will beat you up. <laughs> yeah. Chewbacca's like, I'm getting tired of this, huh? Let me just let you know, in some situations, I do not have your back. Yeah, especially when I got my chinoop on. Can you at least handle this yourself? I'm not afraid of any skinny, what's that, bag of fur? Bag of fur. <laughs> yeah. It's... You're going to get it, Starhopper, for talking to this girl who didn't let me know that, let you know that she had a green boyfriend. And disappeared within 30 seconds of me meeting her? Like, exactly nothing happened? And I hit you with a wood chair, so whatever. <laughs> like, any more tricks? <laughs> that was a tricky move, huh? <laughs> really? They Don't told look. me you were a slippery one. Last last issue, we already saw that he, he's skilled at roughhousing. <laughs> I think we're starting to see that that's only when he's being backed up by Chewie. Chewy, where, 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 where did he go? did he go? You know where he was going. He's chinooping, man. <laughs> yeah, he's he's okay, having so a lot more a, success than you. This guy looks like the the alien we saw in the last episode, the last issue that had the what I thought were metallic looking arms. Yeah, his whole body looks like that, and he's got a, like glass over his brain. But he's not a cyborg. What is he then? Yeah, he's he. he one of those that alien the was just born with like his brain enclosed in glass. Yeah, that's different. Like, stop being racist. It's like, what do you mean? Like, no, I was born a robot with a human brain. That's not a cyborg. A cyborg started out as a humanoid and then just started sort of indiscriminately getting robot parts. It's not the same <laughs> that, thing. That was my drink you just knocked over, Skyboy. Yeah, the drink Han just bought. I know. I bought you that drink. God. How fickle. You trying to get smart with my girlfriend? Like, what? who's your girlfriend? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Is everybody after the blue girl? Or Frankly, look at that panel. Are all the girls blue? <laughs> yeah, I feel like, like you might be overstating when you say girlfriend. I like every time this dude punches him, it goes, THAPOOM! It's like a very weird noise to be punched by a lizard person. But it's got its own specific sound effect. Something to do with the weird cartilage in their hands. Han trying Wrong to bring again, in Han. So I like how Han talks to himself while he's fighting. <laughs> Ducking time. <laughs> that's, Wrong again. That's Solo. how I got the name Solo from always talking to myself. I like that sweet uppercut he pulls, but 
for no reason. Yet again, man, I got to say, pull your blaster, hon. Maybe there's some politics involved in space. There's certain courtesies, certain unwritten rules in in cantinas. But this is like the second time in two issues that Han's getting attacked and he doesn't pull his blaster. I know, and this is really justifying the Greedo scene long before it ever required any level of justification. Now Chewie's back, so I guess that didn't take long. Yeah, well, Chewie, like, he's not—he's a minute man, you know. Yeah, you're real. He's, well, he's not—he's not here for the ladies. The wow. ladies are here for him. How am I supposed to get anything done? Han's always gronk blocking me. Yeah. Let him get my sweet chinook. Gronk. <laughs> man, they need to come up with some more words for Chewie to say. He's got irk, gronk, and chinook. That's why I like chinook so much, because man, that must have a very specific. Yeah, we just threw another guy out in the street. I guess you guys just just wait till you clean up the bodies until Han and Chewie go to bed. What kind of emasculating nonsense is it to just stand there and let them punch you and just you know act just show just to show that it doesn't do anything to you? What I find funny is that are Wookiees like the strongest alien race in the universe? I mean, you would think if you went to a planet where there was also like real strong like alligator men and stuff, like they might not be intimidated by Wookiees, but nope. Like, they're nothing at all compared to Chewbacca either. Like, that's weird. be like if in Star Trek they went to a planet full of androids and then Data just started smacking them all around. I I, I feel that way too, because when he's standing next to Han, Luke, Leia, Stormtroopers, yeah, he's a giant gorilla guy. I could see how he'd be kind of scary. I mean, he's clearly bigger and stronger than they are, but, but if you're talking guys like Bosk or some yeah. of the other creepy-looking aliens, like... Are they are they not strong too? This is an intimidating looking dragon man. You would think he could at least punch Chewie to the point where Chewie felt it. <laughs> like Chewie just yeah, looks kind of drunk they may and have, bored. They've overplayed it on this. They're making Chewie look invulnerable, which that's not fun. <laughs> Especially when this other dude uh, looks a lot like a Chewbacca on the next page. He looks like uh-huh. a Wookiee. Go, go go back a page. I'm confused here. Yeah, just just real quick. So he is getting punched. He's showing no emotion at all. Just pow, pow, pow. And then he throws the guy out. And then the next page, he's, he's enraged. The poom again. Yeah, that's that guy's signature move, the, the poom. For... But look, so he's uh, no anger, no emotion. Now go to the next page. Now, now ang- angry like, grow. You weren't mad when you were getting punched in the face. You throw the guy out. Now you're mad. I like how he's swinging saloon doors. Yeah. We won, didn't we? It's like, what's we? Yeah, You exactly. just start fights and I have to beat people up. It's a weird the relationship. The victors are the ones left standing. <laughs> yeah, and now the Those monk guys... types just offered us a job. That's a nice way. Those are the guys. Yeah, somebody just looked at the last panel of that and go, that's boning it in, Chaykin. Come on, make them look Star Wars-y. Well, that's confusing, though. I guess they These that's are clearly why, not the same people. He has to keep coming back and saying, You're the guys from last issue, right? Because yeah. <laughs> otherwise. We were wearing disguises before. Who knew? Alright. We are lowly farmers from a village in the poorer parts of the planet. Good this, lord. Not this rich part <laughs> yeah, that we're in now. Not the lush paradise you see before you. And rub it in, um, on that's what I call starting out at the bottom. <laughs> yeah. uh, you're not doing so hot yourself, grave digger. You must live in a crap hole. 
That's terrible. This is What's again, your problem, little friend? Now he's calling him little? Come on, man. Yeah, now he's You're almost your size and now. small. <laughs> you must be if you need a champion like me. Yeah. My name is Ramiz. Hey, I didn't ask your name, friend. Yeah, I wouldn't. Why, why do they think he's a champion? I, Just because he's beat up some people? Because he defended that cyborg's corpse. Like, we saw what you did to everyone in town, so we figure you probably don't have a lot of qualms about killing strangers for very little money. We basically massacred an entire village for a bag of coins. What I love about this guy is Sergi X looks exactly like Eli Wallach's character from from Magnificent Seven. Oh, really? Sergi X Arrogantus, the arrogant one. El Guapo. Did they actually call him El Guapo? No, no that's from... Okay, that's I was looking. From, I'm trying to read the text while you're talking. Let's see. They stampede our banthas. Which we raise for food. And they say, well, there's a bantha outside if you want to chop it up. What? Um, I like how they just carry the, off the, the wives and daughters. Even even the, the in Magnificent Seven, the bandits don't go that far to just grab their wives and daughters and run off with them. Merely to amuse themselves is like, eh, a little kind of dark for Star <laughs> Wars. <laughs> like, jeez, you really do have it rough. You already live in a place that is, you're the poorest people on the planet. Why is someone robbing you? That's what I was thinking. If Like, what's he taking? He's he's just stampeding their, their banthas and stealing their girls? I mean, I guess he's stealing girls, but I mean, what else is there of value out there? Yeah. Well, he said they're devils. They, are they don't devils. care about money. They care about money. causing problems. We have little money, but we can offer you food or shelter. It's like, okay, jeez. Han's like, dude, I've got a spaceship. I'll just go to somewhere else. I don't need you. For real. You could have built in some motivation for Han a little bit like more. Like shelter? I could sleep in my, my spaceship. Like, if you would let me doctor this script for you for just a second, Han and Chewie could have just shown up in that village when they landed and yeah. had the same exact fight, except it would have been with space bandits instead of just randos. You must help us, Masters, or our village will soon cease to be. Like Han's all worried about this village in the middle of nowhere. This place I've also, never heard of will not Han exist. Han just showed up at this, this in planet just moments ago. It hasn't even been an hour. And these guys are coming up out of the, you know, who knows where, saying, we came here looking for you, champion, or whatever. How, they didn't know Han would be there. They just came to a cantina just basically looking for somebody to beat up these guys. I'll allow it, because that is the Magnificent Seven. Like, we're going to go to where the toughs hang out, and when we see a really tough guy, we're going to we're gonna offer him a job. Like, that's pretty much what happened in Magnificent Seven. They did it in Three Amigos, which was also a play on Magnificent Seven. So, I'll allow it. That'd be a real loss to the galaxy, all right. Beg pardon? <laughs> yes, skip it. You don't know how <laughs> useless you are. You're being a jerk, Han. For no reason, yeah, you're the one who's thinking about taking this job. I want to recruit a few more of these down-on-their-luck spacers before we leave your village. Let's see if we can find some blaster-happy bongos. <laughs> like, well, I just like the idea. It pays almost nothing. Let's see how many people we can split it up amongst. 
But that's that's what happened in Magnificent Seven too. The difference is in Magnificent Seven, Yul Brynner's character didn't actually want to do it at first. He just agreed to help them audition tough guys, and then that's kind of a weird kind, thing to do. Yeah, uh, he kind of gets roped into it almost immediately. But that's his whole How idea. How do you audition like, tough guys? You clap at them. What? <laughs> that's what he does. Just claps. Well, he does how he tests the one kid because he wants to see how fast he is. It's like, can you pull your gun between my hands? Clap! <laughs> it's awesome. It's a Weird. good movie. Okay. Nothing dismantles a guy more than just clapping at him. They have a fourth class son, so that might mean something, I guess. <laughs> really? They began to form a line outside the upstairs door in the rundown cantina. Man, how many people need a job in this town? All of them, I guess. It's like maybe they worked for the people that Han and Chewie just killed in the street. It's like, well, you just ruined the economy of this village by killing Why they came all here of the employers. From where, no one can truly say. Least of all Han, who doesn't believe anybody. <laughs> the fact that we just won't, as, sto- as a storytelling device, even explore motivations. We'll just say, no one knows. So we have a naked cat in a green cape. He's a hedgehog. And matching how oh, he's a hedgehog? It'll become more clear. <laughs> I don't. I wonder if this is the coloring on the original version, because it's like, did he always look like Sonic? <laughs> That'd be interesting if Sonic actually somehow subliminally was based on was, Hedgy was the Hedgehog, man. By this. We've seen ten spacers. Not one of them knew which end of the blaster was up. <laughs> really? Are you exaggerating, Han, or they didn't? Or they didn't actually know what was up? My name is Hedgy, and I never used one. <laughs> Sorry, pal, but the kind of guy we're looking for definitely isn't one. I uh, can't see. There's why does Han have his shirt off in front of anyway? Why? <laughs> That's a good you guys question. are doing a, an interview. You, it's not like they walked in on you. There's a line out the door. You let him in. Like you could at least put on your wanna... damn shirt. I don't want to make this creepy, but we're in a cantina upstairs with a door and a line outside. They open the door. There's a naked guy sitting on the bed. This, this. If 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 you weren't reading this text, uh, I was answering an ad saying that was non-specific but offering work. <laughs> and then there's a Wookie standing in the corner and just a man with his shirt off sitting on a bed. Yeah, like this wasn't the action I was signing up for. You're still here? I thought I said I heard you, but I still want the job for reasons I'd rather not go into. No one wants to talk about anything. No one can say. <laughs> yeah, one might suspect that this is lazy writing. And just as a note, like I'm gonna, I may have to send you some screenshots of the original book because it's so crazy how they just go wild with recoloring these books when they do these. I don't know if this is from the reprint or if they did this for the digital, but just to be clear, Hedgy is not blue. At all? Or is it just a lighter blue? No, not at all. Like, he's closer to being brown. He does have kind of a darkish tint, but I wouldn't define it as blue. I'll send you a link to a video from... Comic Tropes is a show I really like, and he he just recently, the past couple weeks, did a, an episode about coloring and how it changed 
the way they did the process back then, you know, they had to mix the red, green, and blue or whatever and overlay them. And so the colorist colored a certain way knowing that the result was going to be on that newsprint. But when they did these reprints, they took the original coloring, which was muted in the process of putting it on the newsprint, and they just used that. So everything became real garish looking. This looks like they just recolored from scratch because it doesn't match up. Looking at the, I'm looking at the original comic and looking at the page we're, we're looking at, which is the digital version. And it, I hear this gripe a lot, people complaining about how the original coloring will get ruined. And it's always garish because you can just do so much with the digital. Like, you can make it so bright and colorful. But, man, tone down your palette just because you can. This is ridiculous. There's no kind of shading or, or gradation or anything on that. And it's just, it looks, when you compare the two, it just looks like in this digital version, like they just don't care. Now I'm, It looks I, like they just used the paint bucket in um, Photoshop and just yeah, blah, clicked, blah, filled, blah. filled the whole thing with one color. Yeah, hang on. Let me step away for just a second. I want to pull. Now I'm curious. I'm okay. going to have to step away from the computer to pull the, the trade, the the Dark Horse collected version. When Dark Horse did these, when the, remember when they started collecting them in the full size, then they called them a long time ago. Yeah, I have those. The, the the soft cover mm-hmm. trade paperbacks or whatever. Yeah, I have all those. Yeah, they later did omnibus editions, and Disney has done these massive hardcover omnibus editions. But who can who can afford them? Now, see, that is interesting. It looks like Dark Horse did what you said, because the coloring on the Dark Horse version is just sort of a a brighter version of the colors that you see. In the original issue, mm-hmm. but the colors in the digital version that we're looking at, it's like they didn't even have that stuff for reference or didn't care to. That is weird. Why would they bother to change it? I don't know. Like the color choices, like the clothes, like if you look at Aragantis's clothes, has got a different color shirt and pants and all this stuff. It really is just like they had the original drawing. But not, but they didn't bother to use the original colors, and they didn't bother to to reference the original colors either. And the colors that they have chosen are extremely garish. Ugh. I'd like to see uh, like a documentary if there is one about how they re- how they made all the digital how they digitized all the old comics. I mean, did they do they have the original art still? Because I don't I didn't think they had all the original art. Surely not for every comic they've ever made. Maybe not. But they're not coming from the actual comic comics, obviously, because you can see that they're you don't have that that pattern, that printing pattern in there. You well, know, Aragantis doesn't look at it as bad when I compare them. It's just brighter and more contrasty. Everything is a lot more contrasty for some reason. Even though on a on a computer screen, you're not losing any of that resolution. Like you don't have to. You don't have to make it contrastier for people to be able to see it better. So it just feels like they did whatever. Maybe these, when they print, also would print less vibrantly. But they just used the same to put it on the computer itself. But they made it this color for printing purposes, for those omnibuses or something, and then... 
I'd be curious, but it doesn't. They just tossed them online. It doesn't look like they're using, at least not from those original ones. It's so weird when they, it's just like the movies, you know, when someone takes it upon themselves to remaster something. Like, be careful what you wish for. Yep, it's true. It's hardly ever an actual improvement. It's a funny thing. But yeah, so he doesn't look like Sonic as much in the original versions of him. <laughs> he doesn't really look like Sonic to me here, except the color, He's I guess. He's blue. He's a lot bluer here. Like, we can't have him be naked. Only Chewie can be naked. So we got to give him this weird little green underwear. <laughs> yeah. But he does wear a cape. I mean, he's got some. He's got some class. The Star Wars comic. You didn't see this in the in the movies at all. But the Star Wars comic was always about a guy wearing like underwear, trunks, and boots, and nothing else. And gauntlets. Yeah, sometimes gauntlets and cape, like like we see here. But it was perfectly <laughs> okay to be walking around in briefs and boots. They are. They are but on also, a desert planet. Also a belt. That's a I mean, choice. you know, it's what well, you don't want your briefs falling off. I guess, and you got to have somewhere to to put your gun holster. But they are on a desert planet. He, I guess it's hot. He doesn't I mean, carry I, a gun. I guess though. that's true. Hedgy doesn't carry a gun because. But you can't buy the briefs without the belt because most people do. That's oh no, zig zig zig. He can shoot porcupines. Like, um, Quills. He's like Archangel. <laughs> you spiners. Open mouth and cert boot. Quills, <laughs> on, yeah. Spiners. Oh, okay. So, does he grow the spines back? I guess it's like hair. Yeah, I guess. Well, it's like a real porcupine, right? I mean, that's how they do it. They don't shoot them out, do they? No, but they can stick on in stuff, and they they come yeah. loose. They regrow. Uh, okay, I was just curious because it seems like he'd run out of ammo. I mean, especially if he's only using his arms. At some point, he's going to have to shoot him off of his legs or chest or something. They do like that would like that would look weird. Shoot a sassy in uh, Nightbreed. Remember her? Oh yeah, and she that would was just creepy. Whoosh! She didn't shoot him out either. She would just kind of wave him around, and they'd stick in you. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. My sources were a bit vague as to what I'm being hired for. <laughs> like he had yeah. some kind of, he has an agent. <laughs> I still need I still need you to explain why you're not wearing a shirt. He's, if I can put it more like politely. A, a temp agency, you know, called him and said, We got some uh, a position might be you might be a good fit for. Next. Next Ooh, I like this girl. I like her. Speaking of sassy. Here comes Man, she almost has a has a Harley Quinn vibe going on there. Yeah, because she's wearing just lady underwear and pom poms on her shoulders, and some and of weird course, like crazy stuff. Because she's a hot girl in the middle of nowhere, Han just knows her. Yeah, he's like, oh, well, I remember you know. when you were part of the Black Hole Gang. It's like, uh, we probably shouldn't talk about that in too much detail. This is a kids' comedy. Yeah. Yeah. This whole thing has just got some weird undertones that I'm not appreciating. And then and they really start over exaggerating the amount of money that he owes Jabba the Hutt. He's like, "Oh, what do you oh Jabba enough money to buy a spice mine?" He's like, "Can you buy a spice mine for seventeen thousand? Because that was what he took the job for in yeah. in Star Wars, and he, at that point had assumed that it was going to pay off his debt. And when he ran and into Jabba like after, he did, ten thousand is almost enough to buy a ship. Yeah." So that's the kind of the area we're talking about money-wise. So like almost enough to buy a nice car. And 
Yeah. So it's I don't know. Whatever you want to say. Maybe spice mines are cheap as hell. Who knows? I tend to come a I lot like... closer than those quills. Like wait, it's like. <laughs> oh, and we have Don Quixote. Are you for real? Yeah, Don Juan Quixote. <laughs> I mean, are you for of real? Of the Jedi Knights. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that is weird. Well, there's a weird sort of, it doesn't come up a lot, but there is a sort of recurring idea of these quixotic Jedis, that these characters who think they're Jedis. And I guess, in the case of this dude, it seems like that was their end run about, you know, we can't have Jedis in it because there aren't any Jedis. So every now and then we just run into a dude who has a lightsaber and thinks he's one or something like that. But they don't say in Star Wars New Hope that there aren't any Jedis, do they? They kind of imply it because, I mean, he's talking about how, like, they they wiped out the Jedi and, like, the Vader. It seems like they left it open to where there could be some Jedi running around. It was in Empire that they actually say, you know, he's the last or whatever. Yeah, I'm sure that they had instructions that they couldn't bring in Jedi characters for the comic. Yeah, here she's saying the the Jedi have been outlawed since the rise of the Empire, not wiped out, outlawed. I am a true Jedi, master of the Force, and well, wielder of the lightsaber. Sure, I like how they spell lightsaber. Yeah, very fancy. Sabre, it wasn't in the in the office where they kept. They got bought out by that company, and they kept saying Sabre, and the people show up and yeah. it's Saber. <laughs> Sabre. Like they'd written a song, nothing, nothing rhymed, because they kept saying Sabre. Instead. Yeah. Doesn't even realize. He's crazy, Chewie. Doesn't, Doesn't even realize Darth Vader destroyed the Jedi years ago. But he won't get in the way too much. Yeah. That's so a minute ago, he's for. like, don't waste my time. I only need the best. Now he's like, I kind of feel bad for this guy. He won't get in the way. Yeah, we'll bring him around. It's nothing. What's the problem with having a lunatic with a lightsaber? What could that? Let's see. Don Juan Quixote is still funny to me. All right, Don Juan, you've made the team. You can put your shirt on now, hon. <laughs> yeah. Since you've interviewed three people now. Okay, so now he's leaving the room. I see what's happening. I was a little confused about what was happening there. So Don Quixote, I'm just going to call him that, is leaving. Yeah, he's and, good. Um, and then all of a sudden... There's, there's Mr. Rabbit. What's his name? Jax. Um, Jax? He has an altercation with the Snake Man. Oh, uh, Snake Man's back? After getting thrown out of the window, he just now woke up? Now he's like, those are the kind of guys I want to work for. I heard they okay. have a very low-paying job that is, that is fully non-specific as to details. I like how Jax can make himself look like a cute little bunny when he wants. He's got that, um, what's that in Shrek, the cat? The puss in boots, yeah, that's exactly yeah. what it's got going on. <laughs> like, right before a kiosk, you in the face, ka-chop! I ain't I no rodent! And that's how he talks. I ain't no rodent. You're probably right. <laughs> probably has a Bugs Buddy kind of thing going. I'm a lepus carnivorous. That's meat eating. 
What does that mean? Rocket riding rabbit. Why does that make you not a rodent? They eat meat. Rabbit? Are rabbits rodents? No, but just saying I'm carnivorous doesn't make me not a rodent. He's like, I'm not a rabbit either. I'm Halipus carnivorous. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait. He does say rabbit. I'm a rocket riding rabbit. Yeah. Is this before or after Rocket Raccoon? Oh, uh, that's tough. Um, I don't know. Probably before, but we'd have to look it up because a lot of those yeah, Guardians I'm not sure. characters were around in other incarnations before they actually got made part of that comic. Like Groot was like a monster comic. Yeah, that was from like the early 60s or something. Real long time ago. Jackson. Jackson's my name. What I love about this, a lot of people will point to this. I would like to defend this <laughs> because a lot of people will point to Jackson as sort of the poster child for why the these stories don't work because it's that's too too far left, too far, too silly, too weird. It's like not if you look at Star Wars. Like they had Walrus Man in Star Wars. Like yeah, but Hammerhead was in Star Wars. Yeah, but none of those looked like just a human version of an actual animal. They at least they looked well different. That's, you know, this is like clearly a rabbit. That's they should have given him something because different. this is a comic book, though. But conception, it's not that different. Like the ex- it feels like there's a lack of creativity there. Like we need we need something. How about a rabbit? I, I'll you give know, you the, okay. that as in terms of a lack of creativity. Although I do like him. Like, you've been eating your space carrots. There we go again, just adding mm-hmm. space to the front of words. I guess so. Since I'm a space rabbit, I must eat space carrots. So now, he's got all his team assembled? Or do we, no, we still there's hire still this people? other kid who also looks like Luke Skywalker. And his name is Jim the Starkiller Kid. Which is ah. fun, because that Starkiller, Starkiller, everyone yeah. knows now, but that was a reference to the early version. Is of this script. supposed to be like like um, Billy the Kid or something? Well, I assume, in terms of the Magnificent Seven, there's a kid character. There's also a, uh, an analog in the Seven Samurai where there's like a younger kid that tags along with him. And I assume... I bet he's going to die. I don't know, but I bet he's going to die. And the kid character in Magnificent Seven is also a farm boy, just like just like this kid is a farm boy. And he has a weird robot whose bottom half is just a tractor. <laughs> why, um, why would he hire this kid? A minute ago, he was giving the, the quill guy a hard time. Like, you know, this ain't thumb wrestling. I don't need that. But then this kid, what's he bringing to the table? So Han may just be a racist for... For these, uh, what are they? Non-human. I guess they're anthropomorphic animal-type characters. Because the humans just get in no matter what they say. They're like, I like how the robot's like, I don't belong to anybody. So the robot's, uh, he's... He's like the robot from Solo. Yeah, yeah, I guess, yeah. I'm my own person. I have a, a disturbingly sexual identity. He gets pretty. He gets uppity sometimes. Ooh, that's hey, not a nice hates. thing to call somebody. Like, you're already saying you own him. He's like, I'm my own person. <laughs> He's getting a little uppity. Oh, man, that's got some undertones. I'm telling you. Yeah. You, you could tell this was a long time ago. 
What I like is no matter, even as obvious as they've been laying it on, Han still takes a moment to say, you remind me of a guy I know named Luke Skywalker. Like, <laughs> Mainly because you look just like yeah, him. Yeah, really. As evidenced <laughs> by the image floating above my head. Like, I get it. You're dressed like Luke Skywalker. Your face looks like Luke Skywalker. Your name kind of sounds like Luke Skywalker. You're a farm boy. Dune cactuses. Mm, that's dune cacti. <laughs> Put on your retro rockets. Everything has to have some sci-fi thing. <laughs> and sound stupid. Like, everything has to sound like something you'd never say. Okay, so now Han Solo's musing. And we're going back to Yavin? Events are moving quickly on the fourth moon. I guess the the effort to find... This is a, a one thing they did, too, to sort of try to keep you engaged. They'd have to do a cutaway to Luke and Leia to let you know they're still involved in this series, even though they're not part of this story. Yavin is unnumbered light years away. Unnumbered so, yeah. because they're, it's less than one light year. I mean, he didn't even go into hyperspace, <laughs> did he? I don't remember him going into no. hyperspace. I can't remember anymore. It's been one issue. I can't he remember said, that far. <laughs> well, he said that he had light years to go before he would go to hyperspace, so I guess not. He just kind of chugged along. He's, they could probably, let's look up. You can see where he landed. Are you sure you know what you're letting what letting yourself in Are you for? sure you know what you're letting yourself in yeah, for? Really? Are you are letting? you Is that supposed to be getting? Are you committed to that sentence construction, Leia? <laughs> I'm no hero princess. I mean, I am the hero. I've got the medal to prove it. Yeah, I killed like a million people to save a hundred. So that Darth something. Vader knows we're here now. So what's Han? I mean, what's what's Luke's plan here? He's gonna go find a planet or something? Yeah, that's what they end up start doing is scouting around. That's a decent likeness so of Mark Hamill down it's there. It's kind of offensive to the rebellion that Luke, a farm boy who's only been on one planet before this, you know, blows up the Death Star because yeah, he's got the Force. That's cool. That's good. But now he's like, I'm gonna go find another planet. Like you've you've never even flown in space except for that one mission. Yeah, I'm sure the Re the Re the Rebel Alliance which has people in it from all over the galaxy, are more experienced in finding planets or more knowledgeable of the, the galaxy than you are. But uh, Luke's going to go. What's the point in not descending everybody? I mean, we all need to get yeah. off this rock. I mean, for that matter, why not just load up all of our ships with all of our stuff from whoever finds a good planet first, that's where we all go. But why is anybody waiting here? It doesn't make any sense. Why would you give why... Luke a Corellian Corvette? Yeah, that ship looks just like the one o in the uh, in the movie. Yeah, but it must be small. It can't be that size. That was a that ship had you know dozens of people. Yeah, that ship was like it. a giant cruiser. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Who How did I get mixed Skywalker? up in all this war stuff anyway? What that's what you wanted, man. Do, do we have to re go back three issues and read the the original series again for yeah. you, Luke? <laughs> now we have to go back. Now he's going to recap most of it right here. Now once you learned your father was one of the Jedi Knights, even fought alongside Ben Kenobi in the Clone Wars. I do, that kind of stuff is so fun to me to hear in this context, because now we've seen, like, Anakin Skywalker and Obi-Wan fighting in the Clone Wars, like... That's like a childhood fantasy come true that that we saw that story play out. But it's so funny 
how pregnant a concept it is here when they're just throwing those terms out and no one really knows what any of it means. It sounded much cooler than it turned out to be. Yeah. Or the way it turned out to be per- portrayed. Well, if we'd seen that stuff when we were kids, it might have been satisfying. But you'd grow up for 40 years like, I wonder what that was. It was like, it's not going to be anything like no story would be. It's better to not to not show it when you introduce those. See, that's what this whole thing is just a splash. Like, look at all these characters from the movie. There's Obi-Wan Kenobi. There's Darth Vader. Here's Han Solo. We have to flash back to him even though this whole story's about him. Yeah. That, that's a little weird. Probably having more fun than I am, for sure. So now we're back to Han. Yeah, I guess the two of them are just having a moment musing together. I like the little likenesses. They're not bad. Yeah, yeah, it's not too bad. The uh, Death Star looked cool. Well, Solo, you gonna take me and, and, and track my track? <laughs> like, who you calling Tracky? Like already, there's so many. Oh, sorry, kid. I was fantasizing about Luke. Yeah, put a shirt on. Now you're like just walking around half naked, thinking about your young man friend. It's weird. Well, we said uh, we said last issue that he was going to buy a new shirt with the money he made. I didn't realize that was going to be so. the purpose of this entire storyline, though. I just thought it would happen. <laughs> so he's he's trying to earn enough money for a new shirt. Like I didn't realize that was going to be like the visual shorthand for level up, that we'd have to watch him walk around literally without a shirt. What's the kid have to pack? We've got packing to do. Like, how far away is this village? Yeah, didn't you bring your one possession with you? Don't I have a spaceship that we could just fly there right now? Six stalwarts aren't that much, but beggars can't be choosers. I, was like, I feel like we didn't do a lot of selection, though. And judging <laughs> from the line, there was like one guy in line we didn't take, and that's because we'd already thrown him out a window. I feel like other uh, than that, like, we just accept I feel like all these guys. Against. These guys could probably catch quite a few bullets. Just put them in the front. For real. My plan's going to make a lot more sense when you see this go down. Heads up, spacers, sky speeders coming up on our left. So they haven't even left yet. And already, Haru! Oh, yep, somehow word got out already. Oh, bad guy's coming. Yeah, because they're, out, in the clouds they're outside the wall. This is dawn outside the walls uh-huh. of the spaceport town. So this is like, they've barely gotten up. Lee Han's got this, a shirt on now. Somehow that the the walls are, are what kept them safe before. They walk out like whoop up spacers already. Oh, the dragon guy sold us out. Is that what happened? Oh, not. You know, he's like I I got beat up by a Wookie, got kicked in the face by a rabbit. I'm gonna need some help. <laughs> yeah. I might not be as tough as I thought. And say why? Why should we help you again? These guys are trying to steal my girlfriend. Yeah, you still on about that? If we could put our hands on that girl right now, we could settle this. Where'd she go? She said, "Let's go take a walk," and then she disappeared forever. It's like unsolved mysteries. I feel like you guys have buried the real story here. So Hans, like everyone, keep your blasters in your holsters. Let them make the first play. There's only six of them. We could do what? Half of you guys don't even use blasters. No, it's obvious. They heard about us, and they came to have a little talk. Like, that's not obvious at all. They may have come here to fight with you. 
Yeah, why would they come here immediately? Like, are you so unthreatened in this place that if you just hear that there's five guys <laughs> that might be a threat, you just go ahead and rally all the boys? Well, you know, they. what else are they doing? Basically just robbing poor people. Hello, gruesome. Beat up any lame brush mice on your way to tell the big boys? Han is just picking on this dude. I know. And 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 his repartee is not getting any sharper. <laughs> Sergio you will not fire Warto. Warto is his name. Sir, I think Sergi X Aragantis, if I'm remembering right, is actually just a play on Sergio Aragonis, the the guy who did Gru. Oh, how funny! Not a hundred. That must have been pretty early days for Gru too, though. Seventy-eight, seventy-seven. Yeah, it could have been. I don't know when Gru ran, to be honest. I used to have a bunch of those. But he did have that mustache. So, you may be right. Now, if I'm this fresh guy's out like, of bananas, but you're on. <laughs> what does that mean? Bandana. Oh, bandanas. He I thought, said I flag of truth. I don't have a bandana. It's like, whatever, Solo. <laughs> I can barely afford this shirt. I'm certainly not going to give you a bandana. Like I could, Why the X? Sergi X. I guess because it sounds spacey to say Sergi X instead of Sergio. An unfortunate title for one of such delicate sensibilities as I. Oh, he's a fancy lad. But we have come a long way, so let us not bandy words. You have been approached by farmers from a certain village to which they have already returned. Forget your mission. I am prepared to offer you a minimal sum. <laughs> yeah. Though I'm sure <laughs> it'll be more it. than those, those ignorant peons can give you. So Han's basically making money for free here. He's like, I'll give you money not to do anything. I, if Han, you know, if he was a real space mercenary, he'd say, okay. I like Han. Han's nobility is, well, they're giving me everything they have. <laughs> like okay and that's the best pay I've ever had and I had enough money to buy a small planet like not even a day uh, ago yesterday <laughs> plus maybe it's not noble to take everything they have Han if you... a sand rat like you could never begin to match that price I'm doing it just to know that they will have just, nothing just to know that I've left them bereft like, all right, I guess. How about you and your men leave that village alone this year? This year. And we won't have any trouble. Next year, you know. Yeah, I'll be gone by then. What do I care? Yeah, just do what you want. It's like, I mean, it's all they have, but it's basically nothing. I don't think you should buy a lifetime's worth of protection. Such unexpected bravado from one who leads women, children, and starship rejects. And then they're like, hey, whoa, man. Yeah, who's the reject? Hold on. If I had known, I would have stayed in the mountains, laughing. <laughs> Why were you laughing? Like, were you just laughing anyway? Try laughing this blaster off, you lousy bandit. Ah! <laughs> yeah. Amaza! I love that her name is Amaza. All right. So already you fight amongst yourselves. And with this forest, you try to frighten Sergi X. I like people who <laughs> refer to themselves in the <laughs> yeah. third person. It's a good bad guy thing that always happens. You've had your say, friend. Now, why don't you go... Why, text is too small. Why don't you and your cloud riders go home and play? You've had your say, friend. 
Now, why don't you and your cloud riders go home and play? That's an ominous line when you consider that their idea of play is just stealing the wives and daughters of the <laughs> yeah. peasants. Why don't you go steal some other village's <laughs> wives? Or, or, as far as I know, continue to play with the ones you've already taken. Nobody said you ever gave them back. Yeah. It's all gross. They're not hiring them to re- rescue their daughters. They're they hiring them to yeah, just, just the indignity of it. <laughs> I'd steer clear of that pleasant village if I were you. You don't even know what village it is, Han. Yeah. He could like he could go hit that village and you wouldn't even know. They're more they worried about their banthas than they are their their women and and children. I don't think that that nice anyway, Han. If we're just being honest, you are not me, Star Pilot. And if you persist, you will soon be nothing. Just one more lifeless corpse, twisting in the desert wind. How Yikes. many are there? I mean, I yeah. just left a dozen behind me, but, I mean, is that a thing that normally happens? Maybe we have bitten off more than we can chew this time, old buddy. I don't know. Let's get moving, Starhoppers. We've got some Bantha riding to do. That's, are you seriously going to ride amazing. Bantha there? Why not? I just like that that's the rallying cry. We ride Bantha from here. Like, well, I guess. Okay, I'm not trying to be picky. But why are they going to ride Bantha there? Yeah. First of all, surely in this town they can hire some speeder bikes or something but also han has a spaceship are we forgetting that han has a spaceship yeah it doesn't have to just fly in space. it'll hold it the six seven people that he has and couldn't han also with his spaceship which has large weapons on it just go just strafe them yeah just go shoot them i mean unless they have ships too and even then the millennium falcon's a legendary ship it's blowing up tie fighters we've seen it do that much already yeah, it's supposed but to be no, fast. We're going to ride there on Banthas in a couple weeks when we get there. We're going to shoot these guys with our hand blasters. Maybe when all this is over, we'll go rescue those wives and daughters. <laughs> if there's time uh, left over. Well, if they have anything left to give after they've given us everything. Scary. All right. So and Somehow I, is, I'm baffled that's the end of the issue when that came it up. It like, like a short what? issue. There was a huge it, amount of, of page space that was spent on not story-related stuff. Yeah, because I don't feel like much happened. Basically, let's let's review what happened in this one. He got hired by the three guys in the bar. Well, that even didn't really happen. That kind of happened in the last one. This one, he's like, so what are you saying? He gets attacked by some dude because he talked to his girlfriend. They fight that dude. And then the guys are like, we want to hire you. He's like, okay, let me get some help. And he just talks to some people. And then they go outside and these guys show up. That's the whole and story. Am I it. missing anything? Yeah. Comic book writing must have been a breeze back in those days. Because I feel like if I bought this as a kid, I'd be like, oh, that's kind of a throwaway issue. Probably didn't need, a, other than seeing the, those, the team, I guess, for the first time. We know the quill guy can shoot quills and we know the rabbit can kick. And I guess that and, stuff is supposed to be fun for kids. Like when you think about it, like if you like seeing some of those characters... They were kind of fun and colorful. But I personally, I remember being a kid and not and not really not really gravitating to the Star Wars comic at that point. You know, where like those characters, I did. I wasn't like, oh, I want to know more about that rabbit guy. As much as I find those characters kind of charming now. Yeah, I don't think it's the character's fault. I just think the storytelling, it might not be up to par here 
No, some of the stories, like, I don't want to bag on Roy Thomas, because like I said, this is his only, like, original storyline, and then he leaves the book. But after he leaves, like, guys like Archie Goodwin come in, and that, it really takes off with Archie Goodwin, because not only did yeah, he I write remember a bunch of that. a lot of the arcs, you he, know, once I reread them all as an older person. Yeah, those, like, leading up ago. to Empire Strikes Back, some of those storylines, and they had some of the classic, like, casino in space stories and things like that. Yeah, Arenas that was a good one. In space. Like, they did all the classics in that, and they did them, and Archie Goodwin wrote for the comic strip, too. Hopefully, yeah, if we actually get through this, like, it, if we actually get through this, it would be fun to actually delve into the comic strip. Uh, what is the name of the girl at, towards the end of the comics? The Darth Vader-esque kind of creepy girl. With oh, the uh, Dark Lady Lumaya. Lumaya, yeah, I really liked that that whole arc, from when they introduce her and we find out who she, you know, who she was and who she becomes. I don't want to spoil it. Yeah, that they had some cool stories. Like when you start looking at like some of it building its own mythology and its own little saga beneath the saga, like it really came into its own in some of the storylines that they had. It was a shame that when they started expanding into other stuff they didn't really think of the Marvel Star Wars comic as being part of that canon so yeah I guess it's hard to because then you'd have to consider the rabbit Jacks Jackson guess, but who cares it's like it's not none of it's real it's like it was already a rule that if they wanted to use elements from any of this stuff they could they weren't forbidden to it just wasn't it wasn't considered canon unless they did take that stuff and put it like Lumaya did end up showing up in some of the later novels oh really i didn't know that i never read them so i'd like to read them but apparently when you start getting to the legacy of the jedi or whatever those storylines were later on i only I thought read... she was scary she kind of reminded me of like a lady death strike or something one of these like really scary cyborgy kind of girls and she ended up being really cool looking when they first inter- introduced her she didn't look very cool and then she got like blasted and then after she got blasted, she came back and she was like all half naked with cybernetics all over her. Yeah, <laughs> she was creepy like, looking. Oh, yeah, she was awesome now. And she had like an electro whip. Now, that whip was awesome. And, and it, as a child, I was looking at that and just thinking how genius that was. Because that's a weapon a lightsaber can't deflect. You know, you shoot him and he blocks it. But you can't block a whip that coils around you, you know. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a neat neat idea for a weapon to fight a lightsaber with. But anyway, yeah, that was fun stuff. We'll get to all that eventually. Those so we're we're saying that the story improves. If so, hang out with us. If if you're not enjoying this this run, you know, just stick with us. It gets better. Yeah, it, like, like I, I said, I, like... I hate to say it about Roy Thomas because Roy Thomas wrote some of my favorite comics of all time. Like he used to write the early like Avengers stuff, but he also wrote like most of the old Conan comic when it first started. Yeah. Out. And those he wrote were good. a ton of those and they were great. I think maybe he just was under some pressure or something on this. He was busy because well, the, uh, the idea that he, he kind of stole it from the Magnificent Seven kind of suggests a lot, you know? Well, he just did, had a hard time getting a handle on what was Star Wars, you know, like we know it's a space fantasy kind of story. We know it's a sci-fi kind of story. We know it's, rooted in in the sort of western kind of motifs but we also know it's kind of weird and cartoony and all of those elements are represented in this story 
that that he's developing here they just they just come out in these odd ways i think it's fun to read a story like this and see this is what someone came up with when they really had no idea what star wars was supposed to be and you just kind of said come up with with your own story out of this like where would you this go is almost this? like a generic flash gordon kind of sci-fi yeah which is what star wars was trying to be when it came yeah up. but i'm saying uh you know you could uh replace han with just a different character name and different clothes and this would work the same they even do you that you don't need any of that history there's a pretty bad issue later later on and it's and it's pretty far on but where they literally did uh it was a practice back in those days where if they canceled a book but they had already been working on an issue of it, they tried to figure out if they could repurpose that story and art in another book somehow. How and weird. That actually happens later on in the Star Wars comic where they just had a story from like the John Carter comic and were like, what do we do with this? Like, uh, I guess it could be a Star Wars issue. <laughs> that's weird. And it's not very good anyway, but it's just funny in that context that that's what happened with it. It's like, we're not going to waste that art. Well, time is money, and meeting deadlines is important, you know? Like, like it, it is pointless for us to have created that and not do anything with it when we, we own it, and it's just a, a sort of frustrating constraint for the people who are in charge of, like, the creative aspect of these books is like, now you have this and you have to do something with it. Why cancel a series? I mean, if you already have that issue done, why not let that issue go out, then cancel it? I guess the thought was, why bother if no one's going to buy it? If we can somehow, if we can somehow repurpose it under the banner of something that does sell, then it's going to sell just for that. And we'll have gotten our money back from having already paid someone to create that art. Because of this pandemic, they've canceled a number of, actual um ongoing series now but they they've already had the art and story they've already had a couple issues completed that they haven't come out yet they're going to release those digitally that's neat so it's, I, w- I would it's say neat but it's weird like if comics. you wanted to collect that series you know you go out and you buy six issues you're like and it's a 10 issue but you know miniseries like oh i've got six issues and then the rest of the four come out just digitally i mean it's, it's it just feels like you're splitting something in half like you can't put together enough money just to re-release the stuff. You've already got it written and done. You just I, have to print. I would think if the demand was there at some point, they'll they'll come print those. But the yeah, argument would be they'll probably put it all together into a trade paperback. Oh, or something. they'll probably do that. DC drives me nuts. I'm tired of trying to follow Swamp Thing because I have no idea. They were doing Swamp Thing stories that were part of a Walmart exclusive series so you couldn't find it anywhere then they I bought a hardcover that I thought was was a collection of those and then it was like no that doesn't collect those let's collect these other one off things from something else then they put out a trade paperback that had everything that was in the hardback I bought plus the stories from those it's like come on man I'll wait <laughs> Until you guys, yeah. like, you guys are milking this stuff. Like, I can't, I can't buy monthlies because you milk the monthlies too much. And now you make it where I can't buy trades until I, I'm s- sufficiently satisfied that that you're not just drawing it out. That's what's going to happen with all of these digital kind of things is they'll end up in a trade somewhere. But Yeah. But, God, who cares? I think digital comments are a good idea, though. I mean, if if it, you weren't going to print it, then it's worthwhile that you can at least release it digitally. And then people can read it. 
I'm I'm of a mind that it, it might be worthwhile to pay for like Comixology or one of these where you can read the digital versions of these books. Yeah, if you get access, especially to all of them, like uh, you know, all the back issues of all the series, and yeah, that's a that's not a bad deal at all. Yeah, because there is a lot of fun to be had in just reading comics. Like you don't, I I enjoy getting the comics, especially since the the experience is different because the material is somewhat different and the way it's presented is different. But if you're just interested in the stories, then I think the digital is the better way to go. Because because you think about it, like yeah, I like Spider Man and I I like keeping up Spider Man's adventures, but it costs me four dollars a month to read Spider-Man. Whereas, like, there's not a TV show in the world that I would pay $4 a month just to watch that one TV show. And yeah, there's more content the, in the TV show. the issues are tiny. Yeah. Now. There's barely I mean, anything in them. I know you're getting artwork and, and, and the presentation that way, but but that's too much of a racket. I, I actually wish comics were pulpier. They're too I think, you know, I think so, too. Why don't they go back to newsprint? It it, it it lasted like that for at least 50 years, and everyone was perfectly happy with it. And there's a middle ground. It doesn't have to be prestige, quality, glossy paper. I mean, I understand if you don't want to print on newsprint, but there used to be, they used to call them deluxe comics. Remember when deluxe comics came out? It was a yeah, higher grade of paper. Yeah, like Baxter paper and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. And stuff like Camelot 3000 came out, and it was on that, and you were like, this stuff is amazing. And yeah, then, to me, the early '90s, back when the investing was at its peak, the speculation, but that that was good quality paper, I think, and yeah. that, it holds up just fine. They don't have to be if six dollars a piece. I feel like if they printed them like that, they could be cheaper, and people would be more likely to buy them and put them back into the stores, put them on spinner racks at the grocery store. For heaven's sakes, let kids get, you know, get access to these things. Kids aren't going to, their yeah. parents aren't going to take them to a comic shop just on a whim. But if well, they're at the store and they see them, they'll pick one up. That's how we all got started, I'm sure. And comic shops don't like selling to kids anyway. It's such a weird business. It's like you don't want the kids to get squeezed out of it. Like I mean, you that's want the it future. to still be for the kids. And then there can also be comics. I think we have that problem with all all collectibles and all fandom right now is yeah toys went that way a while back no i don't think kids buy action figures at all how could they they can't even find them if i had a casual interest in something like these star wars retro figures they put out i would never see one in a store and you can't even find them online at the retail price people buy them and and sell them for for more they're worth immediately like well i'm not playing that game and it's just going to kill the future of the hobby you know, 20 years Good. from now, the people that are into it now are all going to be too old to care about it, and there's not going to be anyone there to pick it up. And they're all going to find out that it's all worthless. If you're amassing this stuff as an investment, please invest your money in something wiser than that. Because there's no real investment, because you don't know what people are going to be interested in. It's not that they're, that there's no money in collectibles, but there's no security in that value. And you just make it unfun for the people who actually do enjoy doing it so yeah, i'll be glad it would be if fun. The, when like, the bottom falls out of the collector's market i'll be i'll be glad because i then collect people... comics like yeah, you know I, me and too. I, i'm with you there i i i kind of feel sad that i can't just go buy all these old star wars issues for a dollar each because that's probably what they should be worth maybe not the first five or six or ten issues but certainly once you get into the 20s and the 30s the first appearance of Boba Fett. Who cares? Oh my! That thing's like 
over a hundred dollars yeah, raw now. Yeah, that's insane. Which, it, it's, it's dumb. It's dumb. It's just an adaptation of the movie. It's so dumb to me that that even matters as a distinction. It but. would be nice. I mean, we're going way off. I'll probably edit this out of the video, but you know, in in all kinds of of things that I was into as a kid. For a while, I, I really wanted to collect stuff, and I was collecting the action figures, but they were getting crazy expensive. Comics got crazy expensive. So I was like, is there a line of toys that I liked as a kid that hasn't took taken off yet? You know, this is like 10 years ago or more. I was like, how about Mask? I'd look at Mask. No, crazy expensive. <laughs> you know, how about Dungeons and Dragons? Remember those toys? I looked those up. Uh, Not those, crazy expensive, but expensive. Those are pricey. It's like trying to get... The problem is, too, Mask is like this to a degree. The Dungeons and Dragons stuff definitely is this way. And if you look for stuff like the old Lord of the Rings, like from Bakshi movie, yeah, that stuff will be really expensive because they weren't very popular. So there weren't that many made. Like one thing I'd love to have is they had like a Kraken figure from Clash of the Titans, like a big like like Rancor style figure, but they are crazy nuts expensive because they didn't make that many and they were probably cheaply made. So the ones they did make, it's like trying to find Shogun Warriors. They didn't oh, make yeah. them and they were easy to break. So there really is a scarcity to that kind of stuff. But like it's just, a toy that came out to... yesterday, you can't get it because it's got a collector value. That's nonsense. That's invented. What, what is there out there that we can collect that no one else wants? I guess Beanie Babies. <laughs> we could... Now. Well, <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. You know, maybe maybe like McDonald's toys or something, which I, I wouldn't want to collect. They're all garbage. But I'm just saying that it seems like everything that I liked as a kid has its has a huge movement behind it. And it, it kind of takes the fun out of it. Like it it's not fun, fun to collect when you can't afford anything. I like to collect comics, but I and and I'm not averse to spending a little bit of money on on an older like a real vintage kind of comic. But I I prefer to find old comics that you can that are still somewhat affordable. And th and that's what I like. I bought a lot every, of comics I bought every like issue that, of actually. Tiger Man. There were only three <laughs> issues of Tiger Man, but I I have yeah. them all. Like I'm like well, that, that probably the old Atlas comics, right? No, they're not. Like the old Atlas comics are good ones to collect because who's ever heard of Atlas comics? It was like actually last year, late last year, I think some producer guy bought the rights to Atlas comics. Oh really? And people, yeah, and people started buying them up because he he was trying to make a cinematic universe or some nonsense. I'd love that. I haven't heard a thing about it since, so it it probably won't happen, but. Well, Everyone's buying funny. up everything, optioning everything, because everyone wants, you know, they're so jealous of that Marvel money. Well, but Marvel, they obviously were trying to make money, but they were also trying to make fun movies. It's like, you got to have some kind of idea. Like, it doesn't have to be a lot of architecture, but you do have to some idea, have some idea as to what you're wanting to make. Like, I got excited when the they bought out the rights to the Valiant characters. I'm like, we're going to try to do a Valiant. And then what did they put out? Bloodshot. Yeah. And it was bad. And I'm like, oh, so I may not get to see a Dr. Solar anytime soon. <laughs> I'm I doubt it. And I they would... were trying to make that into a cinematic universe, too. That's the thing that's weird. Everyone's trying to make a cinematic universe. They even Hasbro's doing it now. Well, it's, They want to make one idea. with G.I. Joe, Mask, uh, Transformers, all in the same universe together. Which actually could be awesome if they would just do it. But Rom. The movies still have to be good. I mean, that's the thing that you got to keep coming back to. Like, 
I'm not that excited to see Bloodshot meet some other dude if I don't like Bloodshot. Yeah, Bloodshot was kind of weak. Yeah, was, a lot of people loved dumb. it, but no, mm, it didn't do pretty, much for me. It was pretty dumb. It wasn't terrible, but it didn't really do anything. Well, it's for just me. like it's forgettable, just like all the movies. A lot of the action movies that come out now, just like not something I'm going to talk about years later, like I do with Terminator or Aliens or anything like that. I don't see it influencing anything. Yeah, it's just kind of generic. If you did a movie universe and Bloodshot was there in it, I wouldn't mind. But I, but as far as a jumping off point, I don't. Like I would much rather see Shadow Man or Exo Man of War. If I'm you're doing surprised Valiant. that's not what they started with. Shadow Man? No, or Exo Man of War. Exo was good. And I never read it. It's sort of like a mashup popular. of he's basically Thor and Iron Man. Like that's a good character. What about Where, Turok? That was Valiant, wasn't it? Yeah, and Turok was fun. Huh. To me, Solar would be the one to start with. He's there's the Superman of that universe. That's and it's that that Solar reboot that they did when Valiant when they launched Valiant, that's a really good book. I started rereading those, and then they got kind of expensive. I was like, oh, man, i got to at least get a, a collection. I, I had all these. I used to have all of the old Solars and Exos and all those kind of stuff. I don't know what happened to half my comic book collection. Stuff <laughs> somewhere. Un- that's unpleasant. It sucks. I had, like, every issue of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and now I have four. That is very unfortunate. Maybe we need to go find them and rescue them if they're at your parents' house still. Efforts were made. I've 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 combed through that attic. Oh, they're not there. Uh, if they're not there, I couldn't find them. Oh no. Well, where do you think they went to? Oh, I don't know. They could be up I... there, or maybe got left behind somewhere along the way. Who knows? Oh man, been sucks. a lot of places. <laughs> when you when you hop stars like I do. <laughs> yeah. That's what happens. Go from port to port. But I, I still suspect they're up in my parents' attic, and I just haven't been able to uncover them. That's what happens when there's like just forty years of shoving stuff up in an attic. You can't even because it's not even. You've re- seen that attic? It's not even yeah. boarded up where you can walk. It's just boxes piled. You can't even get. We around need to get there. in there if those comics are there because they will not survive those well, conditions. I don't think. Well, if that ticking clock exists, it's probably already up. <laughs> it's been. At least 20 years. Man, that's a lot of money you could have just sitting in there, though. Well, I didn't do it on purpose, but I'm not going to cry about it. It's done. I wish I had my Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, though. Just the first 12. Like, I don't... I really... At one point, I took the first four with me because I knew they were of particular value. I'm like, I don't want to lose track of these. I was like, why didn't you bring the first 12? Just the early Eastman and Layered issues. I got I took that stack and got Eastman Laird to sign every single one of those comics at a convention back when that book was popular but not like well before the cartoon came out before it was like a phenomenon culturally outside of the first you know four issues I I think you could probably rebuy those pretty cheap not without not with signatures I guess but I don't, I don't think they're that expensive. I don't care about that, but but the first ten are pretty expensive. The first run that they did, it goes on through like the first twelve issues, and those are pretty pricey. And it really bothers me. What bums me out is like issue number five was the first issue I ever bought and read, 
and I bought it at the same time I bought the Michelangelo one-shot at the same time, and those were the two that I read. And I wish I at least had those two. Well, let's right. make a let's make another trip sometime. Whenever you're up here, okay. to into the attic. That was a fun fun excursion. We'll see. That means no. <laughs> Whenever Melissa says we'll see, <laughs> it always means no. Well, I'm I'm not saying never, but I've been up in that attic so many times looking for that stuff, and I just don't know where else to look. It it really does get tiresome to just crawl around in an attic looking for things. Need to just start bringing that stuff down one box at a time and either tossing it or boxing it up somewhere with a label on it. Well, we did that like that one time that you and I and Greg went up there. We spent all day just bringing random things down that that we had found, and we found a bunch of fun stuff. And yeah, but you you got to do it like for full boxes. Like bring a box down, say either throw it away or put it in a box and put a label on it. So you'll know where to find that specific thing next time if you need it. Uh, that way I when you go up, you don't just see a big pile of boxes like you will last time you were up there. It's too big, I think, for me. It's too big. Because the second time I went up, I went up with my brother because he had a bunch of stuff up there. And I had thought that if we got a bunch of his stuff down, we'd uncover some of the boxes that I was looking for. But we didn't. So I don't know. There's still I seem more to stuff, remember when you moved out of Brown Street, there being a box of comics down there, but I don't remember it being anything good in it. I'm sure if it had been something that I recognized, I would have I would have said something or well, token of myself or something. <laughs> I feel like I could have left them there though, because I did leave a bunch of stuff there without meaning to. I just never got back around to getting that stuff. I I mean they weren't even like bagged. I don't think they were just like a big cardboard box with a bunch of stuff sitting in it. And I remember there were comics in there, but they. Like I said, if it was some kind of any, if it were Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or something like that, I definitely would have noticed it. There's no telling. I wasn't collecting it at that point, but I knew, you know, I knew better than to leave something valuable. I hate to think about it, but I kind of think that that stuff wasn't with me uh, because I feel like, like I said, that time that I was like, I better take these early issues with me. Like I took those and left the rest in my parents' attic. I kind of feel like they they ended up in my parents' attic. Well, but. if you ever feel like it, I'm I'm game. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> well, we'll see. Like I said, I, I like I like looking through boxes. It's fun for me. It was a lot of fun when we did it. It's just we'll see. I'm I still have to move out of the house that I'm in now back into my old house. <laughs> so <laughs> so I may have, I'll probably uncover some treasures of things that have been in boxes for the last five years. Because I just haven't had any room to, to pull that stuff out here. It's frustrating when you start getting older and enough time passes that you're not sure about stuff like that anymore. Because I got all my comics out when I got back into comics last year. I got back into a big time, so I, I got them all out. And I know that there are comics that I have or had that are not in these boxes. Yeah. But I have no memory of what I did with them, and these are expensive comics. That's exactly like the, what happened. Like to the me. first Deadpool. You know, I was like, I know I have that or had it. I don't know if I gave it to somebody or traded it. I don't remember doing that. That thing's like a $700 book now. <laughs> that, that stuff will eat at you because that's the way I was with all that kind of stuff. Where, where you know, and I, I had like a lot of the early Venom stuff. And I'm pretty sure that I have, I do have the, the first appearance of Carnage here with me. Like I think I well, do have good. 
that amongst the comics that I have now, but there's so many, like, knowing, like, I had, I bought, like, for the first year or two that Val- after Valiant launched, I had just about every copy of every book ever, through the Unity storyline. I don't have any of them now. When Image launched, we bought the first few issues of every Image comic, like Youngblood and Spawn. and Like, I had two copies of Spawn, number one. I had two copies of Youngblood, number one. And Savage Dragon, if that's worth yeah. anything to anybody. I was going to say, you could buy all that stuff, except maybe Spawn, for like a dollar now. <laughs> but I don't know what it is. What's weird is, I think... Like, it's alphabetical because I don't have the T's for my Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and I don't have the V's because I kept all the Valiants together for some reason. So you're just so, missing a box. Well, that was that was the thought, yeah. It's like, it just turned out to be a pretty expensive box. We'll find it. When the, I actually keep thinking, I was like, Sean, at this point, if you really miss them that bad, just start rebuying them. I mean, honestly. You could rebuild your collection. We we romanticize our collections when you realize, like, no, nothing that you acquired when you were a child is out of your grip now. <laughs> like, we I maybe, don't know, man, may, <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't buy uh, the first Deadpool now. Well, little things like that. There, the exceptions like that, maybe, but for the most part, like, I could resign myself to just start buying Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles issues just to fill out that initial run that well actually after issue 12 you could buy the rest if you wanted to because they'd be worthless but you wouldn't want to because the book's not good after that I have four and I think I have seven you can have my seven if you want that's <laughs> okay five is the one I miss but I, I should I should try is that to... the first of the normal sized ones yeah and it had a cool wraparound cover where they're having like a laser fight with. I can't remember if the Triceratons are in that one or if they don't come in until the next one, but I think they're in that one. Because there's a whole weird storyline where they go to outer space and fight dinosaur people. <laughs> and like, that was the first stuff I read. Like, this book's off the wall. I loved reading that comic. I never read the original Turtles. I need to go back and check that out someday. Yeah, at least they have good reprints of those. Have you read The Goon? No. I don't think I've read um, that. Who does that one? Uh, Powell, I think his name is. I downloaded a, a trade paperback, and um, it was so good. And then I went back and I, I downloaded the, because the one I got was kind of out of order. It wasn't the first of the story. And I started rereading from the beginning, and they're okay. But that the one that first one I read was was just so neat and the art was so good. I think I'll I'll send it to you and you can check it out and see what you think. Yeah, I'd like to read it. It was it's, it's such a obvious idea and yet I've never seen anyone else do it. It's about like a a world full of gangster mafia types, but they also have zombies and vampires and stuff. And so, like, there, there's a side of the town run by the, the zombie gangsters, and another side run by the human gangsters. Really weird. But it's 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 interesting. I'll send it to you. Well, that's cool. Yeah, I'll check it out. Anyways, we should wrap this up. Yeah, since we're done, we're just talking about comics we used to have. All right. That's a good way to sound old. <laughs> When I was a kid, I had 55 copies of Spider-Man 1. 
Used them as toilet paper. That's exactly right. Shove them in the walls for installation. Yep, used to shoot them with my BB pistol. <laughs> they did have comics in the walls for insulation. That's like, just a few years ago, there was a story in the news where this guy found Action 1 in a, in a house that he bought and was renovating. And then his sister, I guess, and him got in an argument over it because of who 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 would get the money or whatever. And she grabbed it and threw it across the room and the and the cover ripped. And it knocked like two hundred thousand dollars off the value just yeah. doing that. Well it's like you, that's dumb. Oh, they still sold it for like five hundred thousand or something though. But yeah, that is dumb. Yeah. But still it's, that's it's amazing out of that's still happening. That still happens. That's insane that you could still do that. Well, that's the dream that one day you're yeah. just going to stumble upon one of these treasures. Because that's what's funny. People go to like estate sales and yard sales or whatever. You're very rarely going to find something of collectible value because people are aware of the collector's market. Yeah, the, 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 the cat is out of the bag. But the idea of like actually finding something just shoved somewhere, like in the walls or like hidden in an old attic somewhere, that's that's the remaining dream because it really is a treasure dream at that point. Or like finding an old movie theater somewhere and finding a bunch of original Star Wars reels like in a closet. Yeah. Just crazy stuff like, what? Anyways, so that I guess is issue eight. It, not as good as issue seven, in my opinion. We don't have any uh, awesome parts of Chewie hitting on the ladies. Yeah, better art in this issue, so that that's something. But the story, yeah, a real real spinning of the wheels this time along. Like they were stretching it out to be four issues, so they really are, are taking a fairly simple sort of. Like I said, they you could have crash landed in that town and run into banditos in issue one on page two. And been yeah, done with it, yeah. And got you know, and also covered the he same narrative robbed, ground. He could have been robbed by those guys. We didn't need the space pirates. Well, that's true too. I guess I'll give them the space pirates because it. First of all, it it does hint at a larger world. <laughs> like if they ran into all their problems on this one little desert planet, you wouldn't get the sense that the universe is that broad. Although this may be broadening it too much, since they literally traveled like ten feet from the place they were, and ran into. Like, Eight different character situations. And also, it feels small because he knew the space pirates. He knows one of the girls that joined his crew on this planet. Like, you can't know people everywhere you go, Han. That's just weird. Yeah. Not if this is a big universe. But... Maybe the next issue will have more action. It's gonna. It's a toss-up. I don't remember having read it. I don't remember what happens. It could be that's where the action takes place, or it could be them writing Banthas for a whole issue. No, we'll see. The, I know the action steps up. I remember that from this storyline because it, okay. it it starts to get kind of wild. There's a point. Oh. There's a point where it definitely deviates from the Magnificent Seven formula. <laughs> see if see if you can spot that point when it happens. Okay. All right. So, yeah, so be on the lookout for, for more of, of, of these videos and the, the extended audio versions of these discussions. And, yep, we'll uh, have a link to that down below. Uh, we'll have put links to Sean's books. Do you want to mention them again or just have the links? Uh, look for the Cosmic Unconscious. I don't want to plug the Myth Awakens too heavily, but, but it's it's a fun one. But the Cosmic Unconscious, if you want to look out there and okay. read it's about Jungian psychology. 
Yep, that's on Amazon. Uh, By we, Sean Gilbert. We're still doing uh, TV at my dinners every now and then, and that's where we'll put the audio extended versions of this show also. That's our that's our podcast. And Yep. Look for all those links down below. And uh, thank you for watching, listening, and uh, please tune in for the next issue, issue number nine. Yeah, well, it was Showdown on a Barren World. Is that what they were saying? Uh, I don't remember. Something like that. I took this. I took the. I took the visual down already. Showdown on something somewhere. But yeah. Showcase showdown. <laughs> so, anyways, my name's Brooks. I'm Sean. And this has been Marvel Age Star Wars. Uh, thanks for listening, watching, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.